0: What's up everybody?
1: Welcome back to mile higher podcast episode 144. This is our last episode of 2020. We're super ready to leave this year in the past. Oh my god, you have no idea. <laughs> Definitely. About it? Well, actually, they do. They have an idea. I mean, everyone has gone through this year and it's been pretty, pretty wild.
0: So today we're going to be covering a very highly requested topic the Zodiac or Zodiac killer as he's known.
1: Yes. And this has been really requested lately because the cipher has recently been decoded.
0: Yeah. And it's been, you know, a mystery for 50 Mm -hmm. years. So this is a big deal because a lot of people think that, and from what he told us is that we would know who it is if we were able to decode these ciphers and, Mm -hmm. uh, so far, no, no luck there.
1: Yeah. It's not quite as interesting as we were all hoping it would be, but it's still interesting to look at. Yeah. And it's cool that they figured it out after all of this time.
0: Yeah. And I mean, I think the big mystery with the Zodiac is obviously who is this mm-hmm. person? Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. That yeah. is the
2: big
1: mystery. Yeah. <laughs> I would say so. so. And um, But it's been highly debated and theorized. And Oh, there's so many theories. And
0: I've got a very unique theory that I'm going to present that I haven't really seen out there um so i'm very
1: Detective (laughs) josh
0: i mean it's nothing like it's not like i have some groundbreaking information that i discovered but it's just more of like i looked at the whole picture and Mm -hmm. here's one idea and there's there's even people on reddit talking about it too so oh cool very excited to share that
1: yeah there's a lot of theories out there it's it's definitely one of those where it could be anything because there's so much information out there and you can't like necessarily verify which bits belong no, the actual n- killer or if there's multiple people involved it's just one of those it's so mucked up now and it's so old that really you know so many theories are possible yeah and so people really like to think about it and kind of get creative with it yeah really can. <laughs>
0: no you really can with this one yeah, i mean there's yeah there's people out there that have spent years mm-hmm. just working on this and mm-hmm. investigating this and because i mean yeah. think about it whoever cracks the case and figures out who that individual is is it's gonna be a hero I oh, mean that's yeah. a that's a big deal to mm-hmm. just like what we saw with golden State killer mm-hmm. uh, and how we found him through DNA and that's kind of the same hope with the zodiac but
1: yeah that'd be wild to see it actually get solved one day yeah I'm surprised we haven't covered this case yet on mile higher I yeah I am too did.
0: it's like one of the most
1: yeah famous, famous of all time.
0: <laughs> yeah serial killer unsolved Definitely. cases so very excited to get into that today also have some interesting uh news stories for you. Uh, there are more updates on some uh, previous things. But also, I wanted to thank our sponsors for today. We've got Pretty Litter. Uh, pretty lit, honestly. Yeah, they are. <laughs> Third Love, Warby Parker, and of course, Hello Fresh. But let's go ahead and dive into this first one. So, Jetpack Man is back in California, supposedly. We don't know for sure if this is him.
1: The same guy.
0: But new footage, actually, we've captured him on camera now.
2: Wait.
1: Back up for people that don't know who Jetpack Man is, though. So, okay. if you missed the episode, yeah.
0: so Jetpack Man is an individual who has a jetpack, who has <laughs> been—he is a man. He is. Well, we don't know who, what the identity of this person is.
1: Actually, that's true. It, we, it could female. be a female.
0: It could absolutely. be absolutely. So, back in August of this year, um, there was two separate aircrafts that were approaching Los Angeles International Airport, and at about three thousand feet, there was Jetpack Man flying in restricted airspace, like. It's a big no-no. I mean, it's a crime to go into uh, an airport's airspace. I mean, I've I've even tried to fly my drone in areas around an airport, and I mean, you can't even get, close, it, to it. Yeah, can't get still, close to it. Yeah, you can't get close to it because it just, mm-hmm. I mean, it's a crime, so yeah. obviously I don't Very want to dangerous. do that. Very
2: dangerous.
0: Exactly. So nobody's been able to catch him. We don't know who he is. Um, he was spotted again in October, on October 14th, actually, by a China Airlines pilot also near LAX at 6,000 feet in altitude. Um, So this, we don't know for sure if these are all connected or the same person, but basically a flight instructor was flying and he spotted, again, 3,000 feet in the air flying over the ocean near Palos Verdes, California, which is just south of Los Angeles. So here's, here's the clip of it. So the flight instructor managed to get some, it looks like from a cell phone, Mm. Oh, clearly somebody flying around or something flying around.
1: Who put that text on there? It's like blocking him. Whoa, he looks like a witch on a broomstick. I know, right? Just cruising around. That's got to be so fun. Seriously, I want one of
0: those. You're flying, basically. Yeah.
1: (laughs) What if he's like a time traveler, though? (laughs) Like, this is really a John Teeter situation, you know? Maybe he's got something futuristic. Because that is, I've never seen anything with anyone with anything like that. What the hell is that?
0: I mean, it's clearly somebody who has some technology that the rest of us don't. That didn't even look like a jetpack, though, to me. It kind of looked more like a hoverboard or something like that. But I only know that there's like a couple people in the world that have that.
1: And this only has like 24,000 views. It was posted December 23rd. Why hasn't this gone more viral?
0: I don't know. Honestly.
1: It's really strange. Especially they have footage of him now.
0: Yeah, it's the only footage that we have of this suspected Mm. jetpack man. That's interesting. So we don't know. I mean, it's all mystery. We don't know why or what is he doing? Is he just doing this as a prank to kind of like fly around in restricted airspace or.
1: That's like a serious prank. That's like a big investment. Mm hmm. I mean, if you've got technology like that, wouldn't you be like trying to sell that to someone or doing something more than just pranking people with it? Yeah,
0: exactly. I don't know. It's it's very weird. And that's why the whole time traveler thing is kind of interesting because mm. I like that theory. M- maybe that's how they move, you know, their device is, is something like that allows them to fly around. Or maybe like it's
1: not like a time traveling device, yeah. but it's someone from the future. And that's like just some... a common form of transportation <laughs> in the future is what I'm saying. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. That could make a lot more sense. He's just yeah. got a futuristic piece of technology yeah. and he's just taking it for a joy That's what
1: I'm saying. That's why they can't find his ass because he already went back.
0: Yeah. <laughs> he just disappears <laughs> in the thin air. Yep. I don't know. Kind of interesting though, huh?
1: Yeah, it is. I wonder what else will come out with that. If or see anything. if he gets caught. Mm. So
0: far, he's not been caught.
1: I want them to interview him.
0: Yeah. I want to hear right about yeah.
1: the jetpack. Did he make it? Did he buy it? Is he just loaded? No. I mean, I don't
0: think there's just like jetpacks on the market to buy. Maybe like,
1: if you're rich enough, you can like pay some genius to make you one. I don't know.
0: Yeah, there's a, I know there's some companies out there that are making stuff like that. So maybe maybe mm-hmm. you can. This one. Pretty ballsy to bring yeah. it
1: to the airport, though.
0: Yeah. Why would you do that? Like, yeah. You're just asking. Go to, to like a
1: field. Come. I don't know.
0: I don't know. Doesn't make a lot of sense. And okay. neither does this next story. Yeah, this
1: one's really weird. What am I looking at?
0: <laughs> OK, so this is a man. Claiming that he's from Saturn.
1: Oh hey. uh, who filed
0: a lawsuit against the federal government. This is just a really like out there, weird, real thing uh huh. that happened. So
1: his name is Alan. Alan the Alien.
0: No, no, his name is Rickia Collins.
1: Oh, why does it say Alan? Here?
0: He's from Allen, Texas.
1: Oh.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Alan the Alien.
0: <laughs> so there was a lawsuit that was filed on Friday, December eighteenth by a man named rickia collings in the u.s district court for the eastern district of texas and it claims that the plaintiff who is allegedly from the sixth plan of our solar system is the victim of an employment discrimination violation of the title seven of the civil rights act of 1964. the lawsuit actually states that collings self-identifies as capricornus and ra the sun god that's literally what he identifies as And the lawsuit appears to allege that the plaintiff is being held against their will on earth by the United States government and that the federal government has also prevented them from earning gainful employment from July 4th, 1776. So I'm
1: so confused. What?
0: He's from another planet. He's goes by Ra, the sun, God or Capricornus, and he's claiming that the United States government has denied him the ability to be employed in, in the United States because he's from another planet
1: is there a picture of this dude
0: no unfortunately there is not not yet at least
1: well it's kind of hard to believe without well he just him. he looks
0: like a human i mean he's he looks exactly like a human oh so. he does yeah okay yeah well that's a
1: large claim there sir
0: yeah but i mean to file a lawsuit claiming you're an alien in federal court has not ha- doesn't happen that often i don't think
1: but you can claim anything yeah you, it, right?
0: yeah you can claim anything so there's no proof or anything it's just interesting that hmm. he's claiming that he's from Saturn and he's been here f- for a long time if he's saying that this lawsuit goes all the way back to 17 literally when the United States was born that he's been denied the ability to get employment here so they've been discriminating it's literally a discrimination case because he's from Saturn and that's what he's alleging in federal court so this is going to go before a judge and a judge is probably going to Probably going to throw this out, I would imagine.
1: Isn't he going to have to prove that he's like been alive since the he, 1700s?
0: Exactly. I mean, what what proof does he really have? Well, here here's some of the other interesting things from this lawsuit.
1: Yeah. Why is this making news?
0: As well, anything? Serious? It's not making any big news. This was I found this in the corner. Why is this of, making
2: our news? <laughs> this is making
0: our news because it's revolving around an alien potentially so that is why i brought it into this episode because you guys know fair enough, there's, fair enough. i was like i love a little bit of alien news and this you know is
2: funny i guess
0: with the shift you never know i mean you just never know Maybe so it's real in the lawsuit it also says the united nations and united kingdom are listed alongside the united states of america's co-defendants so it's basically he's basically like trying to soothe sue the world for his discrimination against being from saturn the thing with it though is that this lawsuit was filed by the court clerks as relating to rent release or ejectment so but it's not exactly clear what the case the lawsuit is actually making i it, discrimination seems like the main thing but this particular person has listed themselves as their own attorney and the lawsuit's handwritten plea details copious references to and celestial written. bodies and ancient hebrew texts but does little to explain what damages the government has inflicted upon them. So it it's really weird. Like it's got a bunch of of like different esoteric terms and ideas in it, and it's got stuff about Egypt and stuff. Obviously it goes by Ra, the sun god. Hmm. But it's just very biz- It's a very bizarre lawsuit. It's not exactly clear why he filed this lawsuit or where this will go. Chances are this will be thrown out. But obviously it was interesting enough for somebody to take note of it and it made news and that's why we're hearing about it. And that's why I brought it forward just because you don't hear about this every day. People claiming to <laughs> be from Saturn not. and, you know, feeling or mm-hmm. suing the federal government.
1: Well, is not there a part of you that wonders like maybe maybe this guy's telling the truth. Maybe this is maybe. real. Yeah. Seems like a lot of work.
0: It does seem like a lot of work. And can you imagine if this actually went to like trial? They had yeah. a trial about this and like he he actually like proved he was from Saturn. That would way. be.
1: Int- you think the news would cover that?
0: <laughs> probably not.
1: I highly doubt it's going to get that far.
0: No, it'll probably be thrown out. But it's just interesting that a lawsuit contained all this. You know, yeah. I mean, he was talking about astrology. He was talking about all of these different kind of random oh. things, kind of like that are all relevant to what's going on right now. And you know, astrologically and. So I thought it was interesting that a guy is literally suing the federal government. It it, it almost seems like maybe it's just, you know, a, a publicity stunt. You know, they're just trying to get get attention. So people like us will talk about
1: them. Yeah, they've been successful. But, but I mean, yeah, you, you do wonder. There could be a chance, right? You never know. You never know.
0: I mean, there's been weirder court cases in history, I mean, that have actually gone to trial and been one so weirder I mean,
1: than that
2: i was gonna say are you <laughs> sure there's been weirder ones <laughs> that from true. saturn complaining <laughs> about something in 1700 that's true uh, with that's no evidence out there. yeah hey
1: it's interesting stuff
0: it is interesting stuff but let's go ahead and get into the zodiac we got a lot to cover with that but before we do i'd like to thank our first sponsors for today
1: all right let's get into talking about the zodiac killer so many of you have probably at least heard of the zodiac killer yeah. I think if you're interested in true crime at all, you've at least heard the name. Yeah. And maybe know movie. it's a Yeah. Or you've seen that. That movie freaked me Zodiac, the fuck out. Remember Hollywood when we watched movie. that when we were younger? Really good. That first scene, though, scared me so bad. Yeah. Remember? Yeah. Mm. I don't know. I don't think I could watch it again. Well, I don't I mean, like it, scary movies.
0: It literally depicts all, all the murders. And yeah, when you actually see it visually, I think it just kind of registers with you a little bit more mm-hmm. to see what they actually went through the victims of the Zodiac went through
1: yeah and one thing that scares me the most about the Zodiac killer is that he often like to kill people together like couples and that really is like the scariest circumstance in my mind is like either having to be killed in front of your partner or watch your partner be killed and then be killed yourself and that's I think what Freaks me out the most about him yeah, is he like yeah. liked to do that. He liked to watch people suffer while their while their partner was and, being murdered, and kids, or their de- like, people they were on a date with. You know, yeah. maybe not partner, but
0: exactly. And, and it was mm-hmm. young, people younger people too. Mm-hmm. So a person that would go and murder young people mm-hmm. who are innocent and just you know trying to date and have a good night, and yep. then he's there to to end all of it is. It definitely starts making you wonder what kind of person he is, and and what yes. kind of you know what his background is mm-hmm. for sure.
1: And that's the thing is we really don't know. There's you can't you can only speculate so much because we still don't know to this day. There's so much that we don't know to this day because the Zodiac himself claims that he killed what thirty seven people, but we're only able to confirm five of those. Yep, and those five murders that are confirmed to be from the same person, were committed over a 10-month period from 1968 to 1969. Yep. And the first murder takes place in Benicia, California, on December 20th, 1968. Betty Lou Jensen and David Faraday were on their first date. Damn. Yeah. That is so... David was only 17. Betty Lou was 16. They were both high school students with an 11 p.m. curfew. So they had parked on this road called Lake Herman Road, which was known as Lover's Lane. Yeah. You know, people kind of hook up there. And they had lost track of time, you know, probably kissing. They're on their first date. And it was just after 11 when someone drove by and noticed David's Rambler with two people inside. A few minutes later, a car passed and saw Betty and David lying on the ground. Betty Lou's body was lying 28 feet away from the car and she had been shot five times in the back. So she was clearly running.
0: Trying to get away. Yeah.
1: Yeah. David was next to the car, and he was barely alive. He had been shot in the head and died later at the hospital. The police found shell casings by Winchester Western Super X, and these were copper-coated bullets. The killer had used a .22 caliber, and investigators believed it was a J.C. Higgins model 80 semi-automatic pistol. The car's roof and back window had been shot several times, likely to force Betty and David out of the car and scare them. Um, The killer also shot David first and then Betty Lou as she ran away. So she must have been so freaked out watching that.
0: Yeah. And I mean, it's just, it's just so evil to do something Mm -hmm. to, to kids like this and Mm -hmm. to to not only scare them and then, you know, as they're trying to get away, then to just gun them down is.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And he was probably looking for someone vulnerable like this Yeah. because, you know, this could have, we don't know for sure, but this could have been his first murder. And he could have been he seemed nervous about several of his killings and the way that he did things. So I think he saw them as easy targets, you know, basically kids out without supervision. They're distracted by each other. It's like the perfect person for him to go after. Plus, like I said, I think he really was intrigued and into he kind of got off on watching people with partners. Like I think he enjoyed what especially for the man to have that power over the guy that these women were with and supposed to be protected with and they were unable to yeah, protect them. And he liked that.
0: It's very clear. That it's very that narcissistic. Was a, yeah. It was very much, I think a motive for him was mm-hmm. the fact that he was taking out lovers and yes. uh, you know, people would go back to his background and say, okay, somebody did him wrong in, wrong in his past or Most maybe likely. there was some <laughs> trauma early on in life that led him to this point. Cause it does seem like he's targeting romantic couples but the police had no leads and no suspects i mean at the time we would be you know or, or now we would be looking for dna evidence but there was uh, little evidence at the actual crime scene and they just assumed at first it was a random killing a photographer had actually taken pictures at the scene and a picture of betty lou covered by a blanket ran in the newspaper the next day and when the public saw this they were obviously very horrified they're like who would who in their right mind would gun down you know two two kids basically just hanging out
1: Isn't it strange how they'll do this? Like back then they would put blankets over bodies and publish a photograph. And as long as it had a blanket over it, they would put it right on the newspaper. Yeah. A dead body. Yeah. This happened with um, Black Dahlia as well. Mm -hmm. It's strange. You never see that now.
0: No, because people would freak out. Yeah. If if there was like. It's so disrespectful. Graphic gruesome photos.
1: Yeah. I mean, what does the blanket really do? Yeah.
0: Yeah. But I mean, after this initial attack, the police really didn't have any suspects. I mean, they didn't know if, if you know, this was a serial killer yet. They they were just kind of like, okay, well, hopefully we can solve this. But then there was another attack in Vallejo on the 4th of July in 1969. Darlene Farron, who was 22 years old, she was married and worked as a waitress at a local hotspot to help support her child. On July 4th, she picked up her friend, 19-year-old Michael Mageau, in her Chevrolet Corvair from his house around 11.30 p.m and then they drove to Blue Rock Springs Park shortly before midnight. As soon as Darlene stopped the car, another car pulled in but then left. But then it came back a few minutes later, and the driver of this vehicle walked to the passenger side of Darlene's car. He then used a flashlight to blind both Darlene and Michael and then shot into the vehicle five times with a nine millimeter pistol. Both Darlene and Michael were shot. Darlene was actually shot multiple times in the back and was slumped over at the steering wheel alive but completely unable to move. When the first shots were fired, Michael actually climbed into the back seat while the attacker kept shooting Darlene. He then stopped and walked away from the vehicle, and after a few moments, he then came back to shoot Michael in the back seat, and then he proceeded to shoot Darlene two more times. Michael was shot in the jaw, shoulder, and leg, and by the time help arrived, he had crawled out of the car and was lying on the ground, badly injured, but barely alive.
1: At 1240 a.m. that night, someone called police from a payphone nearby to report the crime. And the caller said that he had killed two people earlier that night and that he said he was the one who killed Betty Lou and David as well on Lake Herman Road last December. And the voice was very cold and kind of monotone. He said specifically, I want to report a murder. If you will go one mile east on Columbus Parkway, you will find kids in a brown car. They were shot with a nine millimeter lugger. I also killed those kids last year. Goodbye.
0: So clearly this is probably the Zodiac who's making this call.
1: And clearly, I mean, what is his intention for this to make that call? He knows that if it's not like he's going to help them in some way, it's not like he felt guilty and wanted the police to come possibly save them. He knows there's no chance. He wants credit. This dude's all about credit and it's interesting because it wasn't as much. This is like before the big serial killer boom, you know, in the 70s and yeah. 80s when there was it was really starting to become kind of trendy almost to right. be a serial killer. And what's your motive going to be? And this guy was kind of really into that before.
0: Everybody else. Yeah. Was. Before and so like, many other yeah. people
1: followed suit. He was, to, I mean, to to go with this whole theme as well, which we'll talk more about his planning of it all. He was very into how the show looked to everyone else and getting credit.
0: Yeah, and it makes me even wonder like was the killing literally just to get attention? I think so. Or was it because he actually enjoyed killing? Mm-hmm. He-
1: Probably a, a little bit of both, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I guess that would make sense I'm It'd sure he have to be a little bit well, of both, yeah.
1: Yeah, I think it was to get credit for it. The call was traced to a phone booth at a gas station, and when officers arrived the phone was off the hook and the caller was long gone. And of course, back then they didn't have as good of ways to collect DNA and fingerprints from the phone itself. So they really had no idea who he was. As for Darlene and Michael, they were both rushed to the hospital. Darlene sadly died in the ambulance, but Michael actually survived and was able to give investigators some details about the attack. He described the attacker as a heavyset man, at least 195 to 200 pounds and about five foot, eight inches tall. He also said that he was probably about 25 to 30 years old, with light brown short curly hair a few weeks later newspapers started receiving letters from this alleged killer and the first was postmarked July 31st 1969 which is just a few weeks after the attack in Blue Rock Springs Park it was sent to the Vallejo Times Herald and arrived on August 1st and here's the letter we'll put it up on the screen if you're watching on YouTube
0: not only that there was is two nearly identical letters postmarked and arriving on the same dates were also sent to both the San Francisco Chronicle as well as the San Francisco Examiner. And these letters each included one third of a coded message called a cipher. The letters demanded that the newspapers publish the letters and the ciphers and claim the coded messages would reveal his identity. And if the letters weren't published, he wanted them literally on the front page, he threatened that he would go and cruise around all weekend killing lone people in the night and then move on to kill again until he ended up with a dozen people dead. By the end of the weekend,
1: it's all about the credit for him.
0: Yeah. And he wants he clearly wants people to see how intelligent he is Mm -hmm. because to create ciphers and cryptograms is like what the the actual message is called Uh, ciphers are the like different keys Mm -hmm. to the cryptogram. But to actually do that does require some skill and does take some level of intelligence to do that. So Mm -hmm. clearly that's what he he wants to be looked at and feared as this evil genius. Yeah. is what he's really trying to go for, I think. The San Francisco Chronicle ended up publishing one-third of the cipher with a statement from the police chief telling the murderer to send another letter to prove his identity. The other two parts of the cipher were eventually published as well. On August 4th, 1969, the examiner received a second letter responding to the police chief. The killer called himself the Zodiac for the very first time, and that's where this comes from, is from his letter. What's also interesting, too, is that after these first two attacks, there's kind of a lapse in time before he strikes again, and it's letter writing time apparently for him, and I I assume that's when he's you know writing all of these ciphers and everything like that. But a few months later, on September 27th, 1969, the Zodiac struck again. September 27th was a sunny Saturday, and 20-year-old Brian Hartnell and 22-year-old Cecilia Shepard, both college students, decided to drive out to Lake Berryessa, about 30 miles from Napa, in order to spend a day just enjoying nature, and while they were sitting near the shore, just enjoying their picnic, Cecilia was suddenly very uneasy, as she pointed to a man that was standing nearby, just staring at them. Imagine being out like in, in a state park, just all by yourself, enjoying your time, and then all of a sudden, a man emerges from behind a tree and is just staring you down.
1: That is so freaky.
0: That is that's extremely freaky. That's like straight out of a horror movie.
1: It is that's why there's a horror movie about it.
0: So she notices the guy and then a short time later, she jumps again because the man that had been staring at them now reappeared from behind a tree wearing a mask. And this is I think probably one of the creepiest things about Mm -hmm. the Zodiac is the fact that he he does this. So he puts on a black executioner style hood with clip on sunglasses covering his eyes. So he cut holes uh, for eyes. And then he was wearing basically a bib. It's like a short little piece of cloth across his chest that had a white cross circle symbol, Mm -hmm. which has become famous for being the symbol of the Zodiac. Um, And so he's wearing this mask and...
1: See, he got into the whole fucking outfit and the vibe. He's like a villain. He's a very egotistical type of dude. Yeah. It's all a show for him. It's he
0: created all, a like, character. I mean,
2: yeah, a character
0: to have a, a name. It's a fantasy for him. Yeah, it's clearly some weird type of fantasy. It's
2: like a like game. game. Yeah, yeah, totally a game. Because then it's like this puzzles and his mm-hmm. letter. It's like, and he's he totally smarter than the police. Yeah.
0: Yeah, which is classic with serial killers. Yeah. They think they can outsmart everybody. So when they were looking at this man, he's wearing the hood. He's got the bib. I love that. We call it a bib. But he was also wearing gloves. And obviously he was carrying a gun.
1: He honestly looks like such a loser, though. Hey, you look like a loser. The drawings
2: of him, though. He's like
0: this short little dude, too. He's five foot eight.
1: Just like in that stupid hood. He just looks like so dumb. I don't know. I don't.
0: Until he pulls out a gun. and No, I know. He's scary.
1: I just think he's I feel like underneath the outfit. He's. Oh, yeah. Shy little dude, you know,
0: this time, not only did he have a gun, but he also had a bayonet styled knife, which was in a holster on his side. He used pre-cut pieces of clothesline to tie their hands and feet together and said to them that he escaped from prison and he just needed money and a getaway car, which is just to try to get some trust with him, I guess. But then he pulled out a knife and told the couple that he had to kill them. Brian pleaded with him to kill him first so he didn't have to watch Cecilia die. The attacker then stabbed Brian in the back six times and then Cecilia 10 times. Cecilia apparently screamed and fought the entire time she was being attacked. After they were both dead, or so he thought, the killer then drew the same cross circle symbol on his chest onto Brian's car with a pen and he wrote Vallejo 122068 7469 and September 27th, 69. 630 by knife. So these are the three attacks, and that's why really we believe that these are all done by the same person because he knows very specific details about when, when these deaths happen. A fisherman out on the lake actually heard the couple screaming and called the police. When police found them, Cecilia and Brian were then rushed to the hospital, and Cecilia sadly never regained consciousness and ended up passing away two days later. She had been stabbed in the back and chest 10 times. However, Brian somehow managed to survive and was able to describe the attacker from his hospital bed.
1: I considered him a robber. I had absolutely no thought uh, that he was anything but that. And when we were at this robbery stage, I didn't consider any real threat to my life or to, or to the girl yeah. or anything. I really didn't consider this, but I, I really wanted to help him. And uh, he did didn't. He,
0: did he seem as though he would like your help at all? No,
1: he didn't. And he didn't even end up taking the money. But he, he,
0: I, there d- no grudge. Well, of
1: course not. Uh, I don't, I don't think that, that he was acting under his co- total, complete, uh, t- total, complete consciousness. And uh, uh, when a man is, if, if you don't mind using the word, sick, uh, you can't, you can't hold this against them. But the, the real concern that I have is that he doesn't do this again. I would like, I, uh, I'd like to see some people save this,
0: this experience.
1: Okay, can we just talk about how impressive he is, dude? To be able to think that way after being attacked, yeah. To think of someone else's mental health mm-hmm. and to be concerned about making sure he doesn't strike again, and just to be so calm.
0: Yeah, I, I'm. I'm. Blown the dude's away. a Zen master. Seriously, it's he just like, watched. So his...
1: impressive. He's in the hospital. God. He's acting like he literally so was chill. like
2: something about like so, like kind of asking permission to even call him sick, which yeah. I was like. God, if I was him, I'd be calling him a lot worse than that. Like, I wouldn't be able to Uh do what he did. Hell no. And he was still making sure he wasn't being disrespectful in any way. I would probably be disrespectful as fuck, to be honest, if I got (laughs) attacked by the Zodiac killer. Uh,
1: Especially from your hospital bed. Like, some people can get there after therapy and time and healing. But this is, like, the day after in the hospital bed. This guy's so impressive. I know. Super chill. Seriously. Uh, But anyway, so. He ends up. Saying you know
0: giving a description of what this guy looked like and according to Brian He said he was about 5 foot 11 and at least 170 pounds with slicked back brown hair and wearing military style boots This to me is very interesting the fact that he's wearing military style boots Mm -hmm. Um, I, I get very strong Feelings that whoever the zodiac is he has a military background
1: a lot of people believe that
0: because I mean to be able to Write cryptograms is actually a skill that mm-hmm. they use in the military. And oftentimes, people who, you know, crack mm-hmm. those ciphers and, and, you know, do that are in the armed forces of some sort. So mm-hmm. it's very interesting that he was wearing military style boots. Um, and the description, otherwise, for the uh, other attacks are very similar. But at 7 40 p.m. that night, the attacker then called the Napa police to confess. He said there had been a double murder and told them exactly where to find the bodies. And then he went on to say, "I'm the one who did it." The call again was traced to a payphone just blocks away from the police station, but by the time they got there, he was long gone. Interesting that he, he literally is like taunting the police. He's yeah. going right next door to the police station, mm-hmm. telling them I did the double murder and then taken off. The police were though able to lift a palm print from the payphone, but very hard to do anything. You got to have something to match it with. So, didn't really lead anywhere.
1: And investigators believe that this was the Zodiac Killer, that this is the same caller and the same man who had sent letters to the newspapers and called the police after the attack in Blue Rock Springs Park. And now we're going to get into the last confirmed murder by the Zodiac Killer, which most people don't believe this was actually his last murder. This is just the last one they were able to connect to him. So this took place on October 11th, 1969. And the victim is Paul Stein. He was a cab driver from San Francisco. He was 28 years old, a student working to support himself and his wife. He had picked up a man who was heading to Presidio Heights, which is a wealthy neighborhood in San Francisco. They drove for about 10 minutes when the man told Paul to stop at the corner of Washington and Cherry Street. And without warning, this man shot Paul in the back of the head. And then he ended up tearing off a piece of the victim's bloody shirt a teenage girl looked out her window from across the street and saw the attacker wiping down the outside of the cab. And then he walked away to an area known as the Presidio. The girl's brother then called the police who responded right away. And the first officer on the scene missed the killer fleeing the scene by just a few minutes, which is crazy.
0: Yeah. It's really wild that he wasn't caught on this attack because this is so brazen. I mean, Mm -hmm. to just stop inside of a cab and Mm -hmm. murder the cab driver and then get out wipe down the outside of the cab and then take off like without anybody like getting a good idea on you or Mm -hmm. stopping you even like, I'm surprised somebody didn't like jump in and and stop this guy.
1: Mm -hmm. I know he, yeah, it didn't seem like it was super well thought out compared to his, no, this
0: was like an impulse different than the others too. Yeah. Yeah. A
1: single guy. Um, But he knew right away that the cab driver was dead. He was hanging out the door with his head almost on the ground. His eyes were open and the car was filled with blood. Really gruesome discovery.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Another police officer, though, stopped a man who was walking away from this area of this murder scene. The officer stopped him and asked him if he had seen anything suspicious. Didn't bother to ask him for ID, though. And the man just said he saw someone running toward the Presidio. And the officer was like, "Okay, thanks for the help and let him go. But many believe that this was most likely the Zodiac killer himself, who the police literally were talking to and let go.
1: That's just so wild to think about how different everything would be now. <laughs> Gosh. Yeah. Gosh.
0: I know. Like most times these days, even if you're in the vicinity of a crime, you're mm-hmm. getting ID'd and you know, oh, they're yeah. going to make sure you're not involved but to just be like, oh, thanks for letting me know. and like, it's literally the killer himself,
2: it's just so wild. Is,
0: is crazy. And then at one point, the suspect was described over the police radio as a black man, which only confused things further. They were able to take some fingerprints from the blood smeared inside the cab, and they created a composite sketch of the suspect from various witness statements. And if you haven't seen the sketch, we'll put it up for you, but for those listening, it's basically, I mean, it kind of looks like what the description that you know Brian talked about, Michael talked about, I mean it looks like a guy in his 30s white male he's got glasses though in this sketch uh, which is interesting because in the executioner mask he was also wearing sunglasses and i wonder if those sunglasses were prescription, prescription yeah I was because he can't see without glasses
1: Hmm. it's very his interesting vision's that
0: bad, yeah know. yeah god
1: yeah because it's kind of a weird thing to add to the executioner's mask like it kind of like
0: yeah like why would you just like have, he have your, had your eyes to have them he wouldn't yeah he
1: didn't, it wasn't part of the look. Yeah. It was a necessary thing.
0: I feel like anybody else would just like have their eyes like looking out. That would yeah. look even scarier. I feel like to see it. Oh,
1: yeah. Human definitely.
0: eyes out of a mask versus little clip. He had a clip on little prescription sunglasses. <laughs> like, God, just sounds like. A, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but nobody linked this murder the of the cab driver to any of the previous attacks until the San Francisco Chronicle received a letter from the Zodiac. And this letter was postmarked October 13th. 1969 just a few days after the murder i'll put up a picture of the letter i'm not going to go all the way through it because some of it's just kind of irrelevant Mm -hmm. Uh, but some of the highlights of it were i am the murderer of the taxi driver but he denied that the composite sketch looked like him because (laughs) he was wearing a disguise he said
1: he's like you guys got it wrong
0: but what was interesting is that in the envelope along with this letter was a piece of the fabric which matched the piece missing from paul's shirt so that's how mm-hmm. you know police were like, okay, if this guy has a piece mm-hmm. of Paul's bloody shirt, he, he must be the Zodiac. Didn't. Yeah, it must be the actual guy. But after that, I mean, the police really didn't have much, which is super surprising because for a crime where there's you know somebody shot inside of a vehicle, the amount of DNA evidence from just the Zodiac being in the vehicle that wasn't collected is insane. And again, this was like pre DNA days when police even knew about DNA uh, collecting DNA for evidence. But over the next several years, letters from the Zodiac kept coming. The Chronicle received a letter postmarked November 8th, 1969, which had another piece of Paul's shirt in it, as well as a greeting card with a picture of a dripping pen and a 340 character coded message known as the 340 cipher. The note also said, death's July, August, September, October equals seven, which investigators believe refers to additional murders he may have committed. The Chronicle received a seven-page letter postmarked the very next day, November 9th. And this letter claimed that the Zodiac had been stopped and let go by the police, and it also had a diagram and instructions for a homemade bomb. So literally, if this is true, he's saying that when he murdered Paul, he was stopped by, that was him that was stopped by the police, and the police let him go. And he probably loved that. He probably thought that was like, and honestly, like it wasn't that hard to outsmart the police back then because the police just did not operate the same way that they do now.
1: No, and they didn't have nearly the training to deal with this type of thing. Just right. in general.
0: No, yeah. no. And actually, I will go ahead and read the short excerpt from this letter to the San Francisco Chronicle because it's it's pretty interesting to just hear his the way that he would speak in these letters. So it says this is the Zodiac speaking. Up until the end of October, I've killed seven people. I have grown rather angry with the police for their telling lies about me, so I shall change the way the collecting of slaves. I shall no longer announce to anyone when I commit my murders. They shall look like routine robberies, killing of anger, and a few fake accidents, etc. The police shall never catch me because I have been too clever for them. I look like the description passed out only when I do my thing the rest of the time. I look entirely different. I shall not tell you what my disguise consists of when I kill. And he spelled disguise very wrong. So maybe he's not as smart as he thinks he is. But as of yet, I have left no fingerprints behind, contrary to what the police have said. And honestly, I don't think the police ever really got a full fingerprint either. So he's actually right there. But I mean, just to be taunting and saying that, you know, you're never going to catch me and the description does look like me, but I also switch up my disguise. So yeah. may, to me, that makes me think maybe that's just a disguise or that is in fact who he really looks like. But when he's murdering people, he's in disguise. I guess that's the other way you could look at it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I think that makes more sense because just talking about the glasses being prescription with the hood would make sense that his real appearance would be that, which is yeah, crazy yeah. to think about that. We actually did have his face, his actual face was, what it looks like without a disguise. And yet we still couldn't identify him.
1: Well, I mean, he, I feel like it looks kind of average. Like how many, it's not that outstanding. No, he
0: doesn't have any like super unique features or anything. He's just a very average looking dude.
1: So this next letter is really interesting. This one was received by Melvin belly, um, from December 20th, 1969, exactly one year after the murder of Betty Lou Jensen and David Faraday on Lake Herman road. And this is interesting because it starts out by saying, this is the Zodiac speaking. I wish you a happy Christmas, which a lot of people have noted that maybe he was British because that's something that they say across the pond. Yeah. Happy Christmas.
0: Not Merry Christmas. And also yeah. there's two S's in Christmas.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, he did. Yeah, Christmas.
0: Maybe he's dyslexic or something. Christmas.
1: Yeah, mm. maybe he is. Sounds like something I would do when I was a kid. <laughs> yeah, he it, even for I am drowning, he put a D in drowning.
0: Yeah, his spelling isn't great. No, for somebody that wants to write so many letters and
1: seems so smart, but may, but is he doing it on purpose?
0: And also, too, what I think is important to keep in mind about this whole could he be British is that the way that people in the UK spell English words is slightly oh, different yeah. from how we spell them. So I that is true. I some of these could be spelled right for mm. somebody from the UK. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's just something to keep in mind.
1: Possible. So Melvin was a well-known lawyer, famous for representing celebrities such as Zaza Gabber, Chuck Berry, and Muhammad Ali, also the Rolling Stones, Mae West, and others. And this letter was actually asking Melvin for help to help him stop killing, claiming that he couldn't control himself any longer. He said, please help me. I cannot remain in control for much longer. Yeah, literally that. (laughs) The Chronicle received five more letters after that in the spring and summer of 1970, postmarked April 20th, April 28th, June 26th, July 24th, and July 26th. The first letter included a 13-symbol cipher and another diagram of a bomb meant for a school bus. And this letter also said the Zodiac was not responsible for the recent bombing of a police station that killed one officer. That's interesting to that he's willing to not claim things like clearly he wants to be known for what he's actually done here. Not just the most he can, if he, you know, some people are willing to claim things or try to take credit for things that they did not do. He doesn't want that. He wants exactly what he's done to be known and attached to him.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's very weird. That's like the biggest thing for him is the public perception of all of
0: this. Totally. I mean, that's the most important thing to him. Clearly. I mean, in the letter itself, it says, I'm mildly curious as to how much money you have in my head. Wow. Like he so he's trying I I think the whole bomb thing is to kind of escalate the pressure. Yeah. Like he's oh, yeah. he's trying to escalate the A attention. School bus.
1: Kids. That's just right. fear. Fear. It's gonna scare the community, scare he likes the police to be if that this, happens. And they were warned about it. That's gonna not look good for them.
0: Yeah. He wants to be the shadowy mm-hmm. villain. It's mm-hmm. almost like he wants to be that villain out of like a superhero movie, almost like the Joker from the dark Knight or somebody.
1: So the police took the threat against these school children very seriously. Small planes started flying behind school buses, police officers patrolled neighborhoods and around schools and citizens even volunteered as armed guards to protect the kids.
0: This threat against the kids was really serious though. I mean, he he mm-hmm. had said that he had a bomb hidden and that, you know, all it would take is a bus driving by the bomb to, you know, yeah. cause, cause it to go off. And then, you know, he would be standing by as the kids come. He said something like bouncing out of the oh, yeah. the bus mm-hmm. and he'd pick them off what as they came well. out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, that's super scary to say yeah. to anybody. So good for them for taking this seriously. I mean, that was the right thing to do that to mm-hmm. be overprotective in this situation, especially of kids.
1: And then this is really wild. He also sent a greeting card that demanded that newspapers publish the bomb threat and a message to the people of San Francisco to wear cross or crossed circle symbols on buttons. So that like zodiac killer symbol on little buttons on their shirts. Isn't that wild? become a
0: follower? Like what?
1: Yeah, like full on narcissist, this dude asking everyone to wear little buttons around. Little zodiac buttons.
0: So here, here this is a great little part for me to put what infuse my theory in here a little bit so th- this is in- his symbol to me is very interesting for several reasons one being that i feel like he he is that type of person who would be like a cult leader oh, almost yeah. like he could be like a charles manson type individual mm, mm-hmm. um somebody who you know wants to be you know have people follow him yeah if you and want everyone to
1: wear little buttons around that makes sense
0: But what's interesting about a symbol about the cross, you know, the cross and the circle to me is that it kind of reminds me of like the Knights Templar symbol uh, with it being a cross as well, kind of like that. And you see like the Knights Templar oftentimes in circles Um, when you look up its symbol. A lot of times it's inside of a circle, not saying that there any correlation there, but to me, it just seems interesting that. He's got the executioner mask, which I was
1: going to say, that's like,
0: that's a medieval type situation. So maybe he is a fan of that period of time Mm -hmm. and he's, you know, somehow trying to, because this is a, this is actually kind of a common uh, theme. There's actually other serial killers who, who have gone and, and done things based off of historical events like this Mm -hmm. and, and taken inspiration from it. So I wonder if the Zodiac took inspiration for his symbol from Uh, uh, the Knights Templar or you know some type of secret society like maybe maybe he was a a part of a secret society or something and and we just don't don't know who was involved with it or maybe he was the only one and part of having people wear his symbol was like to make him feel like he was this leader of this group I mean the zodiac group I mean he's really about the logo man he's yeah that's everywhere he wanted people to know that logo why
1: yeah there's clearly significance there. Yeah, it was so much more than the murders for him. Yeah. And that's why I think he kept his murders relatively simple. Like it wasn't about no, complex no. ways and the, and like slowly torturing people it was right. just killing and then getting the credit and like stacking your number. Right. Yeah. And getting away with it and the game of getting away with it
0: all. Well, when you look at serial killers and you look at him versus like a Richard Ramirez mm-hmm. or Gary mm-hmm. Ridgway or There the the intention behind the killing is so different there like you said, I don't think there's any I think it's literally just for attention I think the reason why he killed was so that he could then put this whole plan into motion of becoming this zodiac and This was the way to do it because to me, it's like if you're a serial killer and you Kill people because that's what you like to do. There's often more involved with the killing. There's different methods there's Um, you know, there's a, you know, or there's one type of method in which all of the killings are done exactly the same. There's some type of ritual involved with it. There's, you know, he didn't take pieces of clothing from the other victims. So Mm. that was clearly just a piece for him to use with the media. I mean, to me, he, he doesn't fit your typical serial killer criminal profile. I feel like as far as motive and intention behind killing people.
1: Yeah, and he seemed to like to change it up often. Yeah, he wasn't the type that would just follow some pattern or really get stuck in his ways because he knew that that would be how they catch on to him. Yeah, they can find the patterns exactly. So he constantly and and he also would try to. He talked about in many of the letters. Who knows how many of those murders he actually did? But he said the ones that he got away with, he just made them look. Yeah, I mean, how do you someone just accidentally track those down? Yeah,
0: there's not really a way to know. I mean, with with those types of murders. Mm So, because, but then again, that could just all be smoke. I mean, he may just be saying that just to pique people's interest. I mean, that he killed that many. Yeah, it's almost seem or or the idea of like making it accidental, and I killed all these people, but it's all. Mm. You know, you will never know because I made it look a certain way.
1: But then he also wrote in and said, I didn't do that other bombing. So that seems like this guy wants, like I said, to be known for exactly what he's done. Right. That's why I kind of take his word for the whole 37 thing. And like, I don't think he would. That's a very specific number.
0: But here's the thing we have to remember with all these letters. I mean, there are so many letters sent in and the one that had 37 in it we have no way to Mm -hmm. tie it back to him. That's true. So I think that's a good point as we'll find out later on, there's a very real possibility that many of these letters that were written as well as people who were calling into things, you know, may have in fact just been, uh, dupes, like just people Mm -hmm. trying to jump on the copycat bandwagon and just kind of get involved with the attention in the media. I mean, think if you think about it, there's probably people that were fans of this guy, that were mm. you know people are fans of serial killers all the time and charles shit. manson and stuff yeah. like people are totally into that yeah, and
1: i've seen people with like ted bundy tattoos and yeah. weird shit like yeah. that fucking strange to me
0: so but. that and that's what he wanted though that's, yeah that's the thing is mm-hmm. like the whole point the of this is to give get people's attention and have people start mm-hmm. following him and paying attention to what he's saying
1: and be like wow he really tricked everyone
0: yeah but it's interesting so that smart. he he has like a code of ethics clearly like mm-hmm. if you look at his letters and, and like you brought up the you know whole fact that he said I wasn't responsible for mm-hmm. you know if you were truly this killer why wouldn't you want to just get that body count yeah. as high as possible right. and just take take responsibility for every killing mm-hmm. but he's not so there's clearly like this weird coat of arms I guess you could say with him the San Francisco Chronicle actually received a third letter as well and it had a map of San Francisco with the supposed location of a bomb on Mount Diablo marked by the cross-circle symbol. In this letter, it said, this is the Zodiac speaking. I've become very upset with the people of San Fran Bay Area. They have not complied with my wishes for them to wear some nice Zodiac buttons. I promised to punish them if they didn't comply by annihilating a full school bus. But now school is out for the summer, so I punished them in another way. I shot a man sitting in a parked car with a 38 caliber weapon. The map coupled with this code will tell you where the bomb is set, and you'll have until next fall to dig it up. And then there's another uh, small cypher there. It's just like, to me, it seems like he's just sending people on a wild goose chase yeah. to keep himself relevant. If this is even him still writing it. but
1: Right. And how can you invest the resources into following up on these if you don't know that it's even him?
0: Yeah, because like, I mean, a huge gamble. the handwriting is definitely similar. But at the same time, I feel like it's kind of like, a little bit different too. Yeah, it
1: looks different but like he could be making it different
0: yeah that's true you know? that's true you could be trying to make it look different every time yeah in the letter he also claimed responsibility for an attempted abduction of a 22 year old pregnant woman named Kathleen Johns on March 22nd 1970 Kathleen was driving from San Bernardino California to Petaluma to visit her sick mother and she actually had her infant daughter with her and she was also seven months pregnant at the time a man in another car signaled for her to pull over on Highway 132 near Modesto. He said her back wheel was loose and offered to fix it.
1: That's so scary. That's very scary.
0: Never do that. No. Never pull over for, if somebody tells you to.
1: Yeah, I mean, but back then. Because, yeah, it's true. Yeah. People would do that. Things don't happen out. as often as they do now. Yeah. It's so scary.
0: But when he went to go fix her back wheel, he actually secretly loosened mm-hmm. the lug nuts. Yeah. So as soon as she started driving again, the wheel came off completely. Yeah. so there he is yeah now he's like hey I'll take you to the nearby gas station and get you help so Kathleen got into his car along with her baby once she was inside his whole demeanor changed he spoke in a strange monotone voice telling her that she was his next victim and when he said he would kill her and then throw the baby out after her Kathleen knew she had to escape and when he started to turn the wrong way onto a freeway the car slowed and Kathleen jumped from the car with her baby in her arms.
1: That's so badass.
0: Seriously. And then she ran as fast as she could into a nearby field and then lay down on the ground. And he came after her because he had that flashlight. Mm -hmm. That's like one of the things with the Zodiac is he attached a flashlight to his gun. So weird. And so he came out into the field looking for her um, and he actually called out that he wouldn't really hurt her if she came back with him. Which, why would she believe that? Yeah. Kathleen stayed perfectly still and quiet, holding her baby close and tight to keep her calm. That's
1: amazing. The baby didn't cry.
0: Seriously. That's insane. In that stressful situation. Yeah. Eventually, a passing truck came down the road and lit up the field. And when the man noticed this, he headed back to the car and drove off. Another driver took her to the police station where she happened to see the composite sketch of the Zodiac. She identified the sketch as the man who abducted her, as well as her daughter. And in the letter, he claimed credit for this crime, specifically referencing a rather interesting ride with a woman and a baby. So that's how we connect those two together. So she could have potentially been, you know, another victim of his as far as murder goes. The final letter from the Zodiac in the summer of 1970 arrived in late July. It included details about torturing victims and gave details for the Mount Diablo code. He also quoted from the musical, The Mikado.
1: That sounds a lot different than all his other letters. Like that's the one that I'm like, start to be like, hmm. I think there's some copycats. And,
0: and again, in this letter, he's pissed off because people aren't wearing his Zodiac buttons.
1: He really thinks that's going to happen?
0: Yeah. He said, if you do not wear it,
1: Someone I shall,
0: on top of everything else, torture all 13 of my slaves that I have waiting for me in paradise. So I'm assuming he says 13 dead that he's killed. Yeah. he thinks they get he gets them this is what's weird to me is this whole slaves in paradise thing Mm -hmm. because i'm trying to think about like what philosophy or religion that is a that is a thing mm -hmm. you know like it's just so weird to me that my slaves with me
1: yeah i've never heard anyone else say anything like that and that's that if you kill someone on earth, you get to have them as a slave in the yeah, afterlife. Yeah. I've never heard anyone bring up that. And idea. that's why I'm
0: like, maybe there's something weird. Like, I mean, there's something cultish about yeah. him and like he has
1: some weird beliefs he's come up with.
0: Yeah. Or he's taken beliefs that are very places, old, maybe, you know, and that's why I go back to Knights Templar and there's a lot of weird things with secret sus- our secret societies revolving around that. And mm. so I don't know. Maybe there, there's something going on with that.
1: But meanwhile, competition amongst the police police and detectives were really ramping up.
0: Yeah, because they want to solve
1: this. Yeah. Whoever is going to solve this case is going to be considered you know, the best detective in the world. Hell and yeah. Get a lot of publicity. So the Department of Justice special agent Mel Nikolai started an official Zodiac task force to try to keep police departments on task, hence being a task force, and make sure that they cooperate with each other. Detectives from different departments would gather and share evidence and leads and brainstorm strategies for the investigation. And this is really interesting. Not many people know this, but for a brief amount of time, they considered that maybe it was the Manson family doing this right around the same time.
0: uh, It doesn't fit, The No,
1: no, it doesn't. I mean, (laughs) there are so many theories. It's funny that the Mansons made it into this somehow, but
0: um. I mean, I I get it. It was around around the same time. And
1: but they interviewed every male member of the family and yeah. Rolled them out. Also, Bill Armstrong, an inspector for the San Francisco Police Department, went to Los Angeles to investigate a possible connection and found nothing there as well. Yeah. So we'll get into a couple more theories, but first, we have a word from our sponsors. All right, jumping back into things. So two more letters arrived that fall, postmarked October 5th and October 27th. The first letter was a message made from cutouts from several publications, kind of that magazine style, which... That also comes up in the Black Dahlia case as well. I wonder if it was kind of like an inspiration. Yeah, could definitely type could situation. Be. Um, the second one was a Halloween card addressed to Paul Avery, a reporter for the Chronicle, but he misspelled Avery's name as Averly.
0: Yeah, he misspells a lot.
1: I wonder if he purposely does it though. Mm-hmm. He's in, in some weird like drawings. He has more stuff about slaves, by knife, by rope, by gun, by fire. Yeah. He just like would send in all these strange things. But it's so frustrating going through these because you have no idea whether or not these are him yeah. or someone else just making this more confusing. Exactly. Two more letters arrived in March of 1971. The first was sent to the Los Angeles Times and took credit for the 1966 murder of Sherry Josephine Bates. And she was an 18 year old student at Riverside City College. On October 30th, 1966, Sherry Joe had left a note for her dad, Joseph Bates, that said, Dad went to the RCC library. But the next morning, her Volkswagen Beetle was found in the library parking lot and her body was close by in a side yard between two houses. She was stabbed multiple times and her throat was slit. Investigators recovered evidence from the scene, including a print from a military style boot, which is very interesting, a man's Timex watch and hair fibers stuck to the blood in Sherry Joe's hand. One month after the murder, the alleged killer sent typed letters to a newspaper and to the police. And he said, Miss Bates was stupid. She went to the slaughter like a lamb and added, I am not sick. I am insane. I, I wonder if he's referring back to what Brian said. When I, don't, he said sick. I don't even
0: think this was the Zodiac. You don't think it was either. No, like? I don't. Because A, her throat was slit. I don't think the Zodiac would do that. Really? No, I don't. I mean, he's murdering people mostly by... Uh, gun right and he did stab two people but he didn't slit their throats but
1: he said he was going to change the way he did things to throw them off
0: yeah but i honestly this feels like a copycat to me like somebody i i think the zodiac had a number of copycat killers that killed and acted like him or they were a part of his group even mm. you know to have the military the only two the only thing that's really there is a military style boot i mean
1: so you think like Maybe the Zodiac Killer just became kind of an identity that multiple people were like taking on the vibe. They're like part of the cult.
0: almost. Yeah, I think I think he was literally trying to do like a Mm -hmm. Charles Manson type situation.
1: Mm -hmm. So this person started signing the letters with Z, which is. Yeah. And you look at the handwriting too, like. Yeah, really sloppy.
0: Not even remotely the same.
1: There will be more. Yeah. The letter sent to the Los Angeles Times in March of 1971 said. I do have to give them credit for stumbling across my Riverside activity, but they are only finding the easy ones. There are a hell of a lot more down there. Another one came in in spring of 1971, and it was a postcard advertising a condominium project in Lake Tahoe, Nevada. And it was sent to the Chronicle and addressed to Paul Avery, again, misspelling it to Averly. So weird. Like, why would you do that twice? Um, and it was referenced as Pass Lake Tahoe areas and sought victim 12, which investigators believed referred to the disappearance of a woman named Donna Lass. Donna had disappeared on September 6th, 1970. She was 25 years old at the time, and she was a nurse who worked at the Letterman General Hospital on Presidio Military Base, just a few miles from where Paul Stein had been murdered. Donna had moved to South Lake Tahoe to work as a nurse in a Sahara hotel and casino, she had clocked out of work at one fifty a.m. on September 6th and was never seen again. An unidentified man had called her boss and her landlord, claiming that Donna had left town for a family emergency. But her family told investigators that there was no emergency. Her car was found near her apartment building, and the police believe that she had been abducted and murdered. But her body has never been found. Hmm.
0: That's very weird. Mm-hmm.
1: On August 1st, 1973... The Albany Times Union newspaper received a mysterious letter and it said, you are wrong. I'm not dead or in the hospital. I am alive and well, and I'm going to start killing again. Below is the name and the location of my next victim. But you had better hurry because I'm going to kill her August 10th at 5 p.m. when the shift changes. Albany is a nice town. So does he mean the police shift?
0: Uh, he's talking about the, um, nurse's ship shift. I oh. believe. Yeah.
1: And this time the letters were finished with that cross circle symbol drawn on the envelope in place of the return address. A coded message at the end of the letter was deciphered by the FBI kryptonologists. and the FBI released the contents as redacted Albany medical center. And this is only the beginning. Handwriting experts have studied the letter, but couldn't definitely link it to the previous letters from the Zodiac. And four letters were sent to the Chronicle in 1974, postmarked January 29th, February 14th, May 8th, and July 8th. And one of them quoted that same musical, The Mikado, again, and alluded to 37 victims.
0: Yeah. Here's my thing, though, is that, I mean, the, there's so many letters at this point, and...
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: I just don't know. I just don't know if this is still him, the actual Zodiac. I, I think if any, I think he was smart and he knew that if I get my shit in the newspapers and the media, then other people will start doing the same. Mm-hmm. He, he, he was, he realized that because honestly, a lot of these letters just don't look the same. And yeah, the same guy could have be like, Oh, I'm going to throw them off their track and change up my writing and change up because yeah. i mean look at him the 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 ciphers are different everything mm-hmm. about it looks different even though his logo is is drawn differently in a lot of these so i, I don't know and it's just like a lot of it's just kind of gibberish like Mm. he's just talking about random things i saw and think the exorcist was the best satirical comedy that i've ever seen (laughs) i agree it's 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 a comedy for sure the exorcist have you seen that (laughs) oh yeah yeah when she
1: starts vomiting really oh it's so funny is it supposed to be funny no no it's (laughs) just hilarious like she starts like violently projectile vomiting vomiting it's like green goop yeah yeah it's 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 funny oh shit it looks like a robotic (laughs) animatronic was it made like forever ago The yeah. original one. It's really ago. funny. Uh, oh. I Let's saw that it. on one of my first dates with this dude. Like <laughs> hooked up with watched? him during the whole that's thing. Romance, oh, hell yeah, that's sexy. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was really hot, actually. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but the, the rest of these letters, and and we could spend all day on these letters, yeah, like we really diving could. into them, and uh, uh, that's not super interesting. So uh, I'll just sum it up for you. There's just, it goes on talking about a, du- a bunch of different uh, crimes and abductions of other people, um, basically taking credit for other. Other crimes that were committed that can't be linked to the Zodiac, I right? Mean, that's the bottom line is a lot of these are just you know talking about Really random things too about pop culture. I mean, mm. it's it's really just Random at this point. And that's it why is. I don't think it's him like why would he waste his time with these letters because they're just I mean he's talking about the exorcist talking about, you know talking now about um or this letter was signed the red phantom and this called out a uh, columnist for having a serious psychological disorder and talking about how it's they want to send them back stuff. in the hellhole. Hmm. So to me, it just seems like a lot of people, some people were jumping on, yeah. on the Zodiac bandwagon and, and getting the attention as well.
1: And one of those people were clearly obsessed with that musical Mikado. Yeah. Like if that was really that important to the Zodiac killer, wouldn't he have been talking about that from the beginning? Right. It's just like right. randomly thrown in. Right. It's like each person who's tried to mimic it has their own like weird style or weird thing that they're, trying to push along with it
0: right exactly so this leads us to suspects right detectives considered hundreds of suspects and because I mean they got thousands of leads coming in all across the country everyone wanted to help catch the Zodiac killer the police had to follow up on every potential lead and suspects were listed on a three by five index cards and added to a massive filing system real technology back then man yeah. of index cards seriously <laughs> god that's like how can you imagine that that's world like wild. scrolling through pieces of paper trying to no. find information like, i'd be
1: so frustrated like so quickly
0: it was like probably way harder to be a cop back then because like you didn't have an efficient way to share information there was no yeah. email mm-hmm. you know like you'd have to like get on the phone For everything or mail like shit to any each other. sort of
2: business related i mean virtually everything it's wild to think about how slow and yeah. like hard everything was back then and like if things if we had all the technology we do now if we had it back then like would we be able to get way further on these like these yeah some of these super like historic you know cases and stuff yeah
1: like how much does the timing exactly really add to a case being solved or not you know Mm -hmm. yeah you wonder if someone would be able to get away with these types of crimes today
2: yeah because you don't really hear about like straight up serial killers running rampant through the country like nowadays as doing these as weird much. puzzles yeah weird the, exactly yeah it's like it's way harder to get away with
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. not saying they don't exist no but just this like older style yeah is harder to pull off now yeah
0: oh yeah i mean to not leave dna evidence I yeah mean, that would be the first thing that they would do now so if you wrote a handwritten letter they would be swabbing that exactly. for dna mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you'd have to be writing with a glove or something so yeah I mean it could still be done i mean people could still but it's just not the way people operate now you could just go on your computer and make an anonymous email account and Mm -hmm. send emails to people like Mm -hmm. yeah it's just definitely changed quite a bit but as you can imagine it was an extremely long and tedious process to go through sort through the tips figure out who was an actual suspect who wasn't and all the while the zodiac killer is still being potentially linked to other murders that are happening i mean some people believe there are dozens more that he's linked to Again, he allegedly claimed the responsibility for 37. One of the last murders that people believe was the doing of the Zodiac was the murders of Robert Domingos and Linda Edwards. And they were both high school students from Southern California who had recently gotten engaged. And on senior ditch day, June 4th, 1963, they drove to Gaviota State Park, but they never made it home. The next morning, Robert's father drove to the beach to look for them and that's when he saw a dilapidated shack near the beach with two dead bodies inside. They were the bodies of Robert and Linda, and both were bound with rope and covered in blood. When investigators examined the crime scene, they determined that the teens had been tied up somewhere else, and when they had tried to escape, the killer actually shot them with a 22 caliber gun. Robert had been shot 11 times, and Linda was shot nine times. The killer then brought their bodies to the shack and tried to burn it down, but they weren't able to gather any sort of evidence or I guess anything to really figure out who did it and with no other leads, this case went cold. But then in 1972, the Santa Barbara County Sheriff's department discovered a connection between the murders of Robert and Linda and the Zodiac killer. Robert and Linda had been killed with that same Winchester Western super X copper ammunition, um, which was this exact same ammunition used to kill Betty Lou Jensen and David Faraday back in 1968 on Lake Herman road. And obviously, once they made that connection, they, they investigators looked and tried to compare it to uh, the murder of Brian and Cecilia. And obviously, there's some similarities there. I mean, you've got couples, again, being murdered. So, I mean, the couples and the ammunition, I guess, are the two links there. And mm-hmm. I guess that makes sense. I mean, that you would link this to him. Um, but again, there's nothing concrete there. So they can't actually say that it was the Zodiac that did it. But over the years, there've been a number of different potential suspects. We're just gonna cover some of the main ones here. Um, Based on witness accounts of what the Zodiac looked like, um, many have contradicted one another, so investigators believe he did do disguises like he said he did. One of the suspects the police looked at for the Zodiac was Ross Sullivan. And he was actually a suspect in the 1966 murder of Sherry Jo Bates, um, which the Zodiac did claim he did. Ross actually worked at the campus library where Sherry Joe's car was found. And believe it or not, he does look a lot like the police composite sketch of the Zodiac. He also wore military style boots that match the footprint left at the scene of the murder. Very interesting. I mean, it mm. does match up pretty damn good if you ask me. I mean, 20s, 30s definitely looks like the yeah. same guy, almost same glasses too. Mm-hmm. The library staff told the police that Ross was an odd man who liked dark poetry and made his coworkers uncomfortable. He had allegedly carved a poem into a wooden desk at the library that described a violent attack against a woman like Sherry Joe. Ross had been institutionalized for bipolar disorder and schizophrenia multiple times, but the police said he had an alibi for the night of the murder. But for days after the murder, his coworkers claimed he disappeared. Um, and He ended up passing away in 1977 and was never linked uh, to the murders definitively. But probably the biggest, and, and honestly I think he could absolutely be the Zodiac is Arthur Lee Allen. This is interesting. So the same day that Brian Hartnell and Cecilia Shepard were attacked while they were just enjoying their picnic at Lake Berryessa, 36 year old Arthur was at the lake that day to go scuba diving.
1: Mm, that's weird.
0: Uh, Okay. Don't know a lot of people that go scuba diving at yeah, the lake, right. but okay.
1: How much can you see? Mm-hmm.
0: But apparently when he got home, he was covered <laughs> in blood and had a knife in his car. And this was how the police received a tip that scuba diving. Yeah, what was he scuba diving for that would have gotten him bloody? Was he fishing? I mean, maybe he was fishing or something. That's so scary. Spear fishing? Yeah. (laughs) In a lake? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, what? Who goes spear fishing in the lake? So when police questioned him, he claimed he drove to the ocean that day, not Lake Berryessa. He said he used a knife to kill a chicken for a group of people he met.
1: Ew. He cut
0: up the chicken and then they had a barbecue. And that's why he was covered in blood. Who the?
2: <laughs>
1: he just like drove home like
2: that And the too? police are like,
0: okay, makes sense.
2: Sorry, Checks I'm out. bloody. I murdered a chicken earlier. <laughs> and then I ate it covered in its blood <laughs> and drove
1: home.
0: Yeah. What? Well, how often has that happened to people? All the time. They bring their live chicken to, yeah. to the beach to be slaughtered Ew. and
2: cooked. It's a potluck. They bring a yeah. the chicken like, hey guys. It's alive.
0: <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. That's definitely a bit suspicious if you ask me. Mm-hmm. But tears later, his friend Don Chaney claimed Arthur had called himself the Zodiac before the public ever heard about the letters. Don claimed also that Arthur knew Darlene Farrin. He was a frequent customer at the restaurant where Darlene worked, and he had told Don he liked one of the waitresses there. Don also said that Arthur had told him ideas for a novel that included suspicious details resembling the Zodiac murders. Arthur said he wanted to hunt and kill people using a flashlight tied to a gun. Well, that matches up exactly with the Zodiac. Yeah. He was also ex-military. He was discharged from the Navy and fired from a teaching job for sexual misconduct. Boom. Those two things right there are super important with him because, yeah. like I said, I think the Zodiac was ex-military for mm-hmm, sure. Mm-hmm. And somebody from the Navy would know how to do cryptograms or would have been trained yeah. in that most likely.
1: Definitely.
0: But then also... Fired from a teaching job for sexual misconduct. So what does that tell you about Arthur? Is that he doesn't, he's resorting to attacking women because he has issues with women and and love and romantic relationships most likely. That's what I'm saying. So that matches up as well. Hmm. Also, he wore a Zodiac brand watch and had the same caliber gun used by the Zodiac. Wow. He was a gun enthusiast. It's like,
2: sorry, I was going to say why the hell would you wear that, though, if you were the Zodiac? Mm-hmm. like, and Especially stupid. when you're going through all this hassle to try and not be caught and make it a big mystery. like, Why would you wear your symbol? Maybe because you're
1: so confident you're so that you're confident. not going to get caught, that you're like, whatever. I'm right. just going to wear this and be right in front of your eyes.
0: <laughs> right. He's a smart guy. I mean, he knows that if there's no evidence against him, they can't lock you up because he's got a Zodiac watch on. That's, That's true. true. So, yeah. Oh. I mean, he's... They say he had a near genius level IQ. I mean, he was clearly very, very intelligent.
1: Mm-hmm. That's very debated, though. Some people think he was not.
0: Yeah. No, I know. A lot of a lot of people and even. And
1: I mean, look at those spelling errors. Right. I'm not right. saying anyone who like misspells is well, stupid or else I'd be calling he myself am- stupid. <laughs>
0: so Arthur was also ambidextrous, hmm. which is why the police believe maybe that's how he disguised his handwriting. Hmm. Because his handwriting samples were written by his left and right hand, and that's the reason why they don't match up. Like he would write uh, sometimes letters yeah. the letters in right, some yeah. in the left, yeah. so mm. there would be slight variances in in the handwriting.
1: Mm. That's interesting because that would be really hard to detect similarities. Yeah, it
0: would yeah. be, but it could be from the same person. You would not even know it. I mean, right. it's honestly smart. I mean, yeah, for somebody is. like that to do that.
2: Mm. Huh. I don't really think people who are amb- ambidextrous would be, like, have different handwriting styles for your hand like it never occurred right. to me it looked i just I figured it would be the same no matter what but it makes sense different yeah. muscles yeah, di- different
1: the
0: way you move your hands probably huh. different just so. the
1: brain connection to a different side of your body yeah. has got to have kind of a different output yeah huh. it honestly makes a lot of sense. right brain and left brain are totally different
0: well this is like for me is just like the the like duh the police question him again and one of the first thing he tells them. Is that the most dangerous game, if you've ever read that book or heard that story, is his favorite story, which is all about this big game hunter named Zaroff, remember, who starts hunting people for sport. Like he brings them to his, uh, I think it was an Mm. island that he had, and he would literally hunt humans there. And in fact, in one of the Zodiac's coded letters, the phrase most dangerous game is found.
1: Mm. That's what this was to him. A fucking game.
0: Right. Exactly. And Arthur sounds exactly like that person. So with all of this circumstantial evidence, I mean, that's what it is. There's no physical evidence tying him to any of the murders. The police were able to conduct a search of Arthur's home. And when they did, they found bloody knives, dissected animals in a freezer and unusual sexual devices. But again, there's no concrete evidence to tie him back to any of the killings.
1: Yeah. You can't just be like, you've, weird animals in your freezer so yeah. you're the Zodiac
0: right exactly anymore I mean they even took his fingerprints palm print matched it tried to match them to what they gathered at the crime scenes but yeah. um, it didn't match up and also they did handwriting samples and they didn't match the letters either which is interesting because I mean the handwriting would be like the biggest thing you the Zodiac has very unique handwriting so if you get somebody to write and it looks exactly like it then but maybe he's so smart that he's able to he like when he was writing he was just faking you know faking the actual handwriting But then in September of 1974, Arthur was convicted of child molestation and spent three years in prison. And what's interesting is that while he was in prison, the Zodiac did not send any letters during that time. Arthur was released in August of 1977, and then on May 2nd, 1978, the Zodiac sent one final letter, and it said, I have decided to start killing again. In 1991, an informant named Ralph Spinelli was facing an armed robbery charge and he told the police that he could connect Arthur to the Zodiac killings. In 1969, Arthur had offered to work security at Ralph's strip club. When Ralph turned him down, Arthur said he could prove he was up for the job and that something big was going down in San Francisco the next day, which was the exact same day that Paul Stein was murdered. Afterward, Arthur bragged to Ralph about killing the cab driver in San Francisco. Witnesses from the Paul Stein murder though said Arthur wasn't the shooter. But Detective George Bauer wasn't satisfied. He tracked down Michael, the only surviving victim, to have seen the Zodiac's face. And George actually showed Michael a photo lineup, and he identified Arthur immediately. I mean, come on. Michael knew what he saw.
1: Yeah, that's really interesting.
0: So again, they went and searched Arthur's home. And this time they found bombs and bomb formulas similar to those described in the Zodiac's letters. Yeah. It seems pretty, Mm -hmm. pretty apparent when the media got word of the search warrant and Arthur agreed to an hour long exclusive TV interview where he repeatedly denied being the Zodiac killer. In 1992, George Bowert received a call that Arthur had died of a heart attack and he ordered an autopsy to get samples of his DNA for future testing. But then everything kind of sat still for a while. But the case was reactivated in 2000 and Detective Kelly Carroll focused on DNA evidence Assuming the Zodiac wouldn't have known to avoid leaving behind DNA like he avoided leaving fingerprints, which would make sense. I mean, if he left his fingerprints behind, there's got to be DNA evidence of the Zodiac. We have to have that. Susan Morton, a forensic document examiner, decided to focus on the long letter sent about Paul Stein's murder that included a piece of Paul's shirt, confirming that it had come from the killer. She also used this letter to authenticate five other letters. She then started working on attempting to extract DNA from the glue of the stamps used to mail the letters. And in 2002, the police were able to create a partial DNA profile of the Zodiac. A partial profile can't necessarily positively identify a person, though, but it can eliminate suspects. They were able to freeze some of Arthur's DNA from his frozen brain tissue from the autopsy, um, but when they matched, tried to look at it together, it didn't match this partial profile. So that's why people are like, okay. But again, I've heard that the results are inconclusive, with this DNA tip, or when they were long. doing the match, yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. it it could absolutely have been Arthur. Could have
1: been him, yeah. And it, seem, it, just, it seems like it definitely wouldn't be out of the question if it's if he wasn't the Zodiac killer, he's doing something. Yeah, I mean, something's he's connected to him. something. Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely.
0: I mean, he went to prison for mm-hmm. you know sexual assault things like yeah. that. He had the there's
1: more secrets.
0: Definitely, he's got serial killer vibes to him for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. The other suspect worth mentioning is lawrence kane i mean there's a bunch of different suspects but all of them have been ruled out after Mm -hmm. looking into them further there's obviously some interesting things that can kind of connect them it could be you know his logo uh things mentioned in letters that were uh mentioned by other people but then again nothing was ever connected back but another one that was pretty interesting was this lawrence kane guy um and he fit the profile he was introverted and seemed to dislike women, and he had suffered a brain injury that sometimes caused him to lose control. And he was arrested in 1961 for peeping and in 1968 for prowling. So he was a peeper and a prowler.
1: Prowling. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and he had several aliases, and like the Zodiac, he was known to disguise his appearance. Plus, he had served in the Naval Reserve, where he would have learned how to encrypt messages. And Harvey believed his name appeared in one of the Zodiac ciphers. The sister of victim Darlene Farron claimed Lawrence knew Darlene and had bothered her at a restaurant. Investigator Harvey Hines suspected that Lawrence had been stalking victim Donna Lass after she moved to Lake Tahoe, as they both worked in the same building. Lawrence was positively identified by Kathleen Johns in 1993 as her attempted kidnapper. Wow. And I mean, if you look at his physical description, he's got the glasses, same facial profile. I mean, he does line up with that composite sketch. Yeah, he definitely does. Pretty good, yeah. And the first officer on the scene after Paul Stein's murder had seen a man walking away that was likely the killer. And he said Lawrence resembled that man more than any other suspect. So I mean you're you're talking about people that literally saw his face that are saying that this is the guy. Yeah. But as far as we know, there's never been any reports that Lawrence Kane's DNA has been tested against that of the Zodiac killers. And also his handwriting was also not a match. With the writing found on the letters so that's why he's been ruled out but then again that doesn't mean he's not the zodiac because they haven't we don't know if they've looked at the dna profiles yet so he's another big one there's also been a number of people who have you know in recent years come out and said hey my my dad you know or a mm-hmm. relative of mine was the zodiac killer and they wrote a book about it and i mean mm-hmm. again there's never a lot of conclusive evidence but one individual Uh, Jack Terrence um, is said to have been the Zodiac Killer. And Jack Terrence is the stepfather or was the stepfather of Dennis Kaufman. And he said that Jack looked like the composite sketch. He'd also served in the Navy and Air Force where he would have worn military boots matching the print found at Sherry Joe Bates murder, as well as, you know, the description by survivor Brian Hartnell. Dennis also gave investigators handwriting samples, a bloody knife, and a hood that he claimed were used in the Zodiac Killer attacks. He also had rolls of film that supposedly had pictures of victims, but the DNA from the knife couldn't be linked to any murders and the handwriting analysis was inconclusive. Investigators pointed out that the hood from Dennis didn't match the one described by survivor Brian Hartnell. So there's just nothing conclusive to tie him to being the actual Zodiac. And I don't think, I I honestly don't think he was the Zodiac.
1: And we know Brian definitely had it right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. He he knew what he saw.
0: And then on April 29th, 2009, Deborah Perez held a press conference claiming that her father was a Zodiac Killer. Deborah is from Southern California and she says she witnessed one of the murders when she was just seven years old. She also claimed that she wrote some of the Zodiac's letters herself. She realized her father was a Zodiac back in 2007 when she was watching America's Most Wanted and they showed the killer's composite sketch. Deborah claimed she had the sunglasses taken from the fifth victim, Paul Stein. Her lawyer said a handwriting expert confirmed that she wrote the letters. Unfortunately, this was the only proof offered at the press conference, though. The glasses were also never proven to be uh, Paul's at all. And Deborah never provided a picture of her father to show that he resembled the composite sketch. But another one of the strongest suspects for the Zodiac Killer was Richard Gikowski. And around the time of the murders, he worked for a counterculture tabloid underground newspaper in San Francisco called Good Times. The paper promoted progressive culture and radical politics. The paper also published art and violent fiction some of which described attacks mirroring those of the Zodiac. Wednesdays were the production day for Good Times, the busiest day of the week for the newspaper, and from the first letter sent by the Zodiac postmarked July 31st, 1969, until the newspaper folded in 1973, 15 letters were sent by the alleged killer. They were sent on every day of the week except Wednesday, the only day when Richard would have been too busy at the newspaper to get to the mail. The Good Times office was located in the same neighborhood as the home of victim Paul Stein. What's interesting is that Paul Stein was killed at the intersection of Washington and cherry streets on October 11th, 1969. Richard's cousin lived on Washington street and her birthday is October 11th. Meaning Richard may have visited her on that day. Also Richard had been in the army and was trained as a medic. Paul Stein's shirt had been ripped in a similar style to how army medics rip fabric for bandages. Very interesting. That is. Yeah. Cause like, it's not like he took time to get scissors out and like cut cut it right. off. He probably just ripped it in a hurry. But you got to know how to rip a shirt right mm-hmm. there's specific ways there's like there's like breaking points or rip points i think on clothing in certain yeah, areas where
1: it can tear a lot easier yeah right because you can't just
0: like <laughs> rip it like that mm-hmm. well i guess you just can but paul's sister carol told investigators that richard had attended her brother's funeral even though no one in their family knew him an anonymous co-worker and conspiracy theorist referred to as Goldcatcher sent investigators multiple letters accusing richard of being the zodiac killer and trying to manipulate him into helping him commit violent crimes these claims were dismissed though the zodiac ciphers include the names Geike or Geike spelled with g-y-k-e which were two common ways richard shortened his last name the dispatcher who took one of the zodiac's calls nancy slover said richard's voice was identical to that of the alleged killer richard ended up being committed to a psychiatric ward in 1971 around the time the zodiac letters stopped for about three years and he ended up dying in 2004. So, again, nothing to specifically time to other than, you know, he was kind of in the location and he had the background, really. But then again, I think in this case, there could be people that were mimicking him or sending letters as well. So maybe he was one of the copycats.
1: Yeah. Most possible.
0: Yeah. But there's also been speculation out there that the Zodiac killer may have been Unabomber Ted Kaczynski or the BTK killer. Or even Texas Senator Ted Cruz. <laughs> Which <laughs> is funny because it was like a meme that went around on, on Twitter. I wish it was um, Ted Cruz. I know, right? Oh, God. God.
2: What a plot twist that would be. Damn. Ted Cruz is the Zodiac Killer. <laughs> like finally comes out after all this time. Jeez.
1: No, it wouldn't even be possible.
2: Hey, in 2020, anything's possible. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about this. <laughs>
0: But what we do know is that the Zodiac Killer definitely inspired multiple copycat killers. I mean, there was several that tried to emulate his crimes over the years. But the biggest mystery with him, in addition to who he is, what his identity is, is solving these decoded message, or trying to decode these messages that he sent in the letters, the ciphers um, and the cryptogram. Ever since the very beginning though, amateur sleuths were working on the Zodiac case. The first coded message sent by the zodiac in 1969 known as the 408 cypher was decoded shortly after by a teacher and his wife we we look at this like damn this looks like super hard but i think they solved in like 20 hours they figured it out that they solved that 408 cypher yeah seriously
1: 20 hours nice you know like a date night
0: yeah (laughs) yeah it is but the way that they started was they assumed that the first word was i Because the killer seemed to be very cocky, narcissistic, self-involved individual. And then they looked for identical symbols after a letter I to form the word kill. And they continued this way in order to crack the code. And it ended up saying, I like killing because it is so much fun. The 340 character coded message known as the 340 cipher has taken decades to crack. Until recently. Yes. On December 3rd, 2020, a code breaking team finally decoded the message. The code were David Orinchak, an American software developer from Virginia, Jarl van Eyck, a computer programmer and warehouse operator from Belgium, as well as Sam Blake, an applied mathematician from Australia. So they're just like, there's like code breaking communities. Like there's people that are really into this shit and like that's what they like to do in their free time is make codes and crack them. And once they cracked the code or the cipher, they notified the FBI, as well as the San Francisco Police Department, early December of this year. And they've been working on decoding this cipher since 2006. And what they got from it is this. I hope you're having lots of fun and trying to catch me. That wasn't me on the TV show, which brings up a point about me. I am not afraid of the gas chamber because it will send me to paradise all the sooner. Because I now have enough slaves to work for me where everyone else has nothing when they reach paradise. So they are afraid of death. I am not afraid because I know that my new life will be an easy one. in paradise
1: death what a fucking waste of time seriously that pisses all that, me off after all God. those years if that's really him dude there's nothing useful in there just rambling
2: yeah
0: you think he no just wanted to waste time yeah, for people pretty much
2: did you just almost say no punctuation josh
0: no punctuation in there man
2: <laughs> the virgos <laughs> upset there's no, punctuation. There's no he's punctuation. like Grammarly would be so mad <laughs> he would
0: he would get a very very poor score <sighs> in grammarly Ugh. they'd say try again <laughs> but this whole slaves thing is just like that's mm, that's like so annoying. intriguing to me and it's just like what? what is he talking about but at the end of the day he could just be fucking batshit crazy I think he's just and I think a lot of just it's just fucking rambling. with all yeah. of us yeah but yeah I mean it took him years to decode this wow. and that's the message we all thought we were gonna like that's why it kind of this all went big was yeah. like we thought we were gonna get, he said oh reveal the identity yeah. of who I am that's and, what
1: he said fucking liar he knew damn well He's never gonna, you know, truly be revealed. We'll probably never know. We'll probably never know who the Zodiac killer was. For sure.
0: Gonna send me to the gas chamber. But I think there's there's still the hell, a the gas chamber. What is yeah, he even fucking is, talking yeah, about? What a weirdo. What gas chamber is there.
1: Ugh, I hate him
0: but there's still there's still a cipher that's still out there maybe that's the one that's got his name in it that has been mm-hmm. cracked yet but Doubt it's it. probably just ha ha you spent all this yeah. time bitch yeah <laughs> like it's gonna be some stupid shit he's
1: <laughs> like trolling be like
0: by this time i am long gone in paradise with my slaves yep good job idiots
1: yep that's probably exactly what i
0: <laughs> see you on the other side or something like yeah. it's gonna be some dumb shit like that Yeah.
1: i agree <laughs> but- he's he's a fucker
0: But the official statement from the FBI San Francisco Division said the FBI is aware that a cipher attributed to the Zodiac Killer was recently solved by private citizens. The Zodiac Killer case remains an ongoing investigation for the FBI San Francisco Division and our local law enforcement partners. The Zodiac Killer terrorized multiple communities across Northern California. And even though decades have gone by, we continue to seek justice for the victims of these brutal crimes due to the ongoing nature of the investigation and out of respect for the families and the victims. We will not be providing further comment at this time so not even good job guys thanks for the help no nothing just basically they're probably like you guys really spend all that time on that (laughs) we knew that that shit was
1: gonna be full nothing he's bullshit yeah
0: so what do you think at the end of the day I know I love saying that
1: I mean I think he'll never be I think we'll never know really nope I don't think we'll ever know too much water under the bridge will we solve it though we do have a partial DNA DNA profile yeah partial though
0: well with a partial you'd even be able to what they're hoping is that through that partial bill to actually go the route that they did with joseph d'angelo mm-hmm. look at the genetics mm-hmm. and figure trace out what family through the family members. yep trace go the exact uh-huh. same way with it maybe but i i, I think there's, how
1: can you even be sure it's like him at the at this point Though, well that's the thing is like how there's like i if, think it was like a group of people just kind of like joined together without actually connecting, you know? It yeah just joined into kind of his original movement.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean it's very possible. I mean, some people don't even think the Zodiac Keller even exists. Like there's a whole group of people on on the internet that think it's all a hoax. Like this whole oh. thing was a hoax. What? And that but
1: he killed people.
0: No, I know. There was multiple from the multiple beginning. zodiacs, but the actual they all work
1: together and it was like a thing. There's
0: no like one, one zodiac. Film. It's that's
1: possible. That's
2: interesting to think about.
0: That it's, you know, a group a of group, them.
1: Yeah.
2: Mm. It could be like a cult or something. Probably, oh, right. Or like a group. I don't know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. A I lot think of, they would have led on to that, though. If that's they were true. really a cult or a group, they probably want people to know that's versus just true. being one person.
2: Maybe it's a small group. I don't know. Maybe.
1: I mean, I, I feel like he could be dead now, too. There's like a good possibility he's not even alive or died a while ago. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah, I cer—I certainly don't think all these letters are from the same person.
0: I think it's very possible that this person, if it wasn't, I think Arthur Allen is like, I think he's probably the, the leading, guy. Yeah, he's probably like, um,
1: like, he did some shit. If it's not, yeah, this, he's right. yeah. he's killed
0: somebody mm-hmm, for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's there's definitely probably fruity. crimes attributed to him, definitely, um, murders. But mm-hmm. I think he's probably the leading candidate for it. But I I do find it very interesting that the Zodiac had the whole, you know, very cultish type feel to him and the symbol and wanting people to wear it and i really do think that there's multiple people involved in this and that that's why this has been so hard to crack is because there's just there's so many people involved and so many people writing the letters that it's we don't even know who who it is like who who it could be like maybe this partial dna profile is not even remotely the original zodiac you know it could be somebody completely we might get to the end of this and they'll trace it back Mm -hmm. and we find out that whoever's partial dna profile this is is they come out and they're like if they're even alive that i am you know i just wrote the letters or something you know because they're extracting dna from the stamps like Mm -hmm. for all we know those stamps could be handled by a bunch of different people
1: yeah that's true that is totally true
0: so I, I think there are. I think kind of where things are at is there's a couple items like Paul Stein's shirt. There's a couple items that they're in the process of extra, trying to extract mm-hmm. DNA from. If they can, even at this point, I mean, it's been so long. how reliable is right it? I mean, if you are able to? I it's don't gonna know, be very difficult.
1: Hard. I personally, I don't think it'll ever be solved. Might just I remain. Think it'll go down yeah. in history. It's the most famous unsolved mystery. mystery. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Definitely could be. Let us know what you guys think, though. I want to hear your thoughts and theories, or if you think it was one specific person. Do you think it was a group? Let us know. We want to hear from you guys. But that's going to be it for us. Last podcast of 2020. High five, babe. Another successful year. Yes.
0: Thank you guys so much for being here for the ride. And and Janelle,
1: too. Thank you for all the hard work and editing. Air high five Hell yeah Air high five <laughs> You've been killing it We love it We've had such a great year We have much to look forward to We do We do We have some changes Coming in next year Yeah You guys might see some Some things happening around here Mm-hmm But so also look forward to that Yeah Yeah
0: but Also we wanted to let you know That we are going to take A little time off Yes uh, It's just it's
1: Janelle been... needs a little break Yeah
0: We need Her little, little
1: fingers are Very tired from all the other <laughs> She needs to rest them
0: So we're gonna Take New Year's off Yeah but we will be back January 11th, 2021.
1: Yes, we will so. with another great topic for you mile higher homies. But until then, stay safe and stay woke.